Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. From Hollywood, Humphrey Bogart, William Lundigan, Leon Ames, and John Beale in the thrilling and sensational war story, 13 Rue Madeleine. Yes, from Hollywood, the Screen Guild players brought to you each Thursday night by Camel Cigarettes. How mild can a cigarette be? Smoke camels and see. Yes, prove for yourself how mild camels are. In a recent coast-to-coast test of hundreds of men and women who smoke camels and only camels for 30 days, noted throat specialists reported not one single case of throat irritation due to smoking camels. when Camel Cigarettes bring you your favorite stars in their greatest motion picture roles. Tonight, it's one of the most dramatic stories that came out of the recent war. From the secret files of the OSS, 20th Century Fox Studios' exciting human document, the Screen Guild players present 13 Rue Madeleine, starring Humphrey Bogart, John Beale, William Lundigan, and Leon Ames, with Francis Robinson. This is a page out of history in our time. This is a record of valorous men who served without uniforms or medals or acclaim. This is a story of the OSS. The Second World War was already six months old when a presidential directive created the Office of Strategic Services, the famous OSS, a super-secret intelligence service, the first espionage system in the history of our nation. By the early part of 1944, it had already trained 67 teams of OSS agents. And now a new class, Group 68, after careful and exhaustive screening, is taken under tight security to a beautiful country club near Washington. Two of that group are Jeff Lassiter and Bill O'Connell. Hey, this is quite a place, huh? Pretty luxurious. What do you mean luxurious? They said we got a bunk two to the room. <laughs> so you picked a roommate yet? No, no, not yet. Okay, you got one. Name's Jeff Lassiter. Bill O'Connell. Shake. How are you? If introductions are in order, gentlemen, I am Suzanne Dubouchard. <laughs> Isn't this a beautiful place? All in the line of duty, they said, for personal assessment and further training. Rugged, huh? I should say so. Big lounge like this, soft leather chairs, books, magazines. Look, we've even got a backgammon set. That's right. You play? Yeah. You uh, want to take me on for a couple of games? Sure. Oh, I'm nice. I will watch. I've always wanted to learn that game. Fine. Say, look, Lazarus, what do you say we make it interesting? Oh, I just play for fun, O'Connell. Well, I'll tell you what. A thousand a game? A thousand. No, let's make it a million. <laughs> All right, a million. You mean a million dollars? Sure. What about it? <laughs> I think you are both crazy. <laughs> As they play, two other men are sitting in an office upstairs. Charles Gibson, right-hand man of the OSS chief, and Bob Sharkey, former All-American, in charge of training. Get them started tomorrow, Bob. In three months, they've got to be in shape to go. They'll be in shape. That's my assignment. That's one of them. 
What do you mean? 22 potential OSS agents. All of them speak French. One of them can speak German. Well? It's your job to find out who it is. Yeah? Not as easy as it sounds. Why? Because one of your students is a German agent. All right, now, all right. I've got a couple of things to say before you begin your active training. From here in, it's work. The pressure is on. Start right now to learn the use of a cover story, a logical lie about who you are and what you're doing. This is your most important defensive weapon. If the enemy cracks your story when you're in the field, you'll be tortured. If you get a break, you'll be shot. Now, the average American is a good sport. He plays for the rules. Well, no secret agent is a good sport. That is, no living agent. You're going to be taught to kill, to cheat, to rob, to lie. And everything you learn is toward one objective, just one, that's all. The success of your mission. Fair play, that's out. Years of decency, forget all about them or turn in your suit. Because the enemy can forget and has. Okay, let's get to work. Got a lot to do in the next three months. I could hardly believe my own ears. Oh, this isn't that noon. Yeah. It's just time in three months. You weren't the only one surprised, kiddies. Boy, the way they've been flying it on. Twelve, fourteen hours a day. Hiking, swimming, learning how to kill and rob and steal. How to send a wireless message in code. How to make a parachute jump. And then getting your cover story down pat. Honestly, I'm not sure my name is Lassler anymore. It's what, Lassler? Sure it is. Suzanne, I guess this means a lot to you, huh? Getting back to France. Perhaps I will find out then. I have waited so long. Oh. Is someone close to you? My old son. He was reported missing at Dunkirk. Well, you mustn't give up. The women of France will never give up. Hey, uh, Bill, we got an hour to dinner. How about a little game, huh? Sure. But, Jeff, how much do you owe him now? Fifteen million. But I'm chopping it down. Fifteen million? Oh, Bill, you are rich. Oh, the government will take most of it. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. You start. Sorry, man. That'll have to wait. Mr. Shorty? What's up? Dinner's an hour early tonight. Start your field problem first thing in the morning. Do you think you found the Nazi, Bob? Yes, I'm sure I have. All right. Who's the German agent? Bill O'Connell. How did you know? He's number one man in the class. That was the tip-off. And last night, I heard him trying to pump the Bouchard, trying to find out if she expected to go back to France. Then the field problem clinched it. You read the report? Yeah. Well, that test was designed for them to make mistakes. They learn more that way. But O'Connell didn't make any mistakes. He's been through it all before. Name is Kunsel. Had their five, one of their best. When do you want to pick him up? I don't. What? And he mustn't know he's even suspected. We've had him pegged for a long time. He's after something big, but it wouldn't be Kunsel. Information. The second front? We think so. Where and when? Yes, they'd like to know that. Kunzel's a big shot. The German high commander's counting on his information. So we've got to arrange for him to get it. The wrong information. And we've got to let him take it back to them. I see. The plan will include a logical way for him to make his escape. It must be cleverly staged. Remember, we're dealing with a very smart man. When do we start? We get to England. I'll leave tomorrow. You can follow with the group. Within a few days, Group 68 has flown to England and quartered in a country house not far from London. They are held there under tight security. 
waiting their assignments, and the plan proceeds. Well, Colonel, how well do you know Holland? I lived there for two years. I know it very well. I thought so. Oh, Colonel, the uh, pictures changed. Changed? How do you mean? You read the papers, they're full of talk about a second front. Everyone knows there's going to be one. Well, do you think it's Holland? What I think doesn't count. That's somebody else's job. We just obey orders. Oh, yes, sir, sure. Oh, Colonel, I've, uh, I've been given a job. I need help. Someone with a proper background. Someone who's proved he can come through in a pinch. You want to go to work? I didn't go through all that training to be an English country gentleman. Okay, pack your gear. We're going up to London. Now? In ten minutes. No goodbyes, nothing. No word to anyone about what I've said. You're under tight security starting right now. That clear? Yes, sir. It's clear. <laughs> What do you think, Bob? Did he take the bait? I think so, Gibson. I've put him in with Van Dyvel, Holland Intelligence. We've opened up everything to him. Maps, plans, reports from all our agents. And I put six planes at his disposal. If he makes a break in one of them, we're okay. If he makes a break. Who do you pick for the real job? Lassiter and the Debouchard girl. They're on their way down here now. You'll beat them yourself this afternoon. <laughs> Lazarus, this is it. This is the payoff. You think you're ready? I think so. Good. And you're going to France. You too, Badoo Bouchard, as Lazarus communicator. I'll make it as brief as I can. The Nazis have a terrific new rocket bomb that carries a warhead with two tons of explosives. For the last six months, they've been building up a huge stock, saving all their resources for just one thing. The invasion. The invasion. This bomb depot is somewhere between Cain and Le Havre. That's all we know. Even the French underground hasn't been able to spot it for us. That's our job, huh? To find the bomb people. Well, that's part of it. To destroy it, we must know every detail of its construction. One man can help us with that, a Monsieur Dubois. This is his picture. Brand that name and picture on your mind. The success of your mission, possibly of the entire invasion, is linked to that man. Monsieur Dubois. What's his connection with the bomb people? Designed and built We want to talk to him. Hey, hey, you Jeff! Bill! Bill O'Connor! How are you, fella? Well, I didn't know you were down here in London. The way you walked off in the middle of the night. Yeah, I know. I had to leave in a hurry. Oh. Good job? That's a puppy. Not much action, though. It looks like I'm grounded. What are you doing here? Prepping for a mission? Yeah. Sorry, I can't tell you what. I always knew you were a bad investment. <laughs> what do I owe you now? Thirteen million? Fourteen. Oh, I'll whittle it down when I get back. <laughs> when are you leaving? I don't know for sure. Well, I wish I were going with you, kid. Me too. Well, I gotta run now. I'll be seeing you, Bill. Bring me back a souvenir, will you? Sure thing, you bet. Bob, what about a carnival? Do you think he's sold? Unless it was set up so well, I began to think Holland was the right place myself. Besides, he's playing with real stuff. Requests come in from agents in Holland. He fills the request. The supplies get there. You've got to believe it. But he hasn't made the break. No. He's got six planes. He could go any time. Maybe he feels he's too hot that we're watching him. If he started, we might pick him off. Maybe. But in a few days, it'll be too late. He's got to get that misinformation back now. Not close, huh? Well... Suppose we force him to make his break, hmm? Hand him his... Hand him his chance on a silver platter. How? 
Give a logical reason to leave. Maybe, maybe even send them ourselves. Send them on a phony mission. Sure, we're getting information, O'Connell, but we aren't getting enough. The Germans think we're going to France, that's fine. But what do they suspect about Holland? They're not stupid, you know. No, sir. We must know if they're preparing in Holland, too, and where. We've got to send someone over there to find out for us. Yes, sir. A good man, the best we have. Someone who knows Holland as well as you do. I know the man. Who? Me. No, that doesn't make sense. I need you here. Your job's important. It's more important to have the right man over there. Now, forget it. It's impossible. Yet I... I don't know. I've got to have that information. If you let me go, I'll get it for you. I... I could take over your work here, I guess. You'd, you'd want to be in touch with me by radio. O'Connell, I think I'll take a chance. Yes, sir. I'll need some help. You'll need a team, another man, and a communicator. Whom do you want? Lassiter. Lassiter? Why Lassiter? Well, sir, we, we work together at school. I know him. It takes time to know people. Yeah. I think he'd like to go. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he would. Mr. Sharky, this whole thing's silly. I went all through school with O'Connell. I've slept in the same room with him for months. It's, it's crazy. I don't feel too bad about it, Lassiter. He's smart. One of the smartest men they have. For a long time, O'Connell alias Kunzel fooled me, too. Now, uh, you understand the entire setup? I guess so. Okay. Now comes the rugged part. You think the rest is easy? We think O'Connell is sold. If we're right, he'll make his break. You'll never see him again. But if he's not sold, if he should in any way suspect you're on a double mission, you're going to play it his way. His way? What's that? If he doesn't make his break, or if he tries to follow you, you're going to shoot him. Shoot him? And be sure it's for keeps. Oh, that's rough. That's... That's war. O'Connell could do it. Can you? Yeah. I can do it. I can do it. curtain comes down on Act One. Before it goes up again on Act Two, we have a brief moment to consider a matter of great importance to every cigarette smoker. How mild can a cigarette be? Smoke camels and see just how mild a cigarette can be. Yes, prove for yourself how mild camels are. In a recent coast-to-coast -coast smoking test, hundreds of men and women smoke camels and only camels for 30 days, an average of one to two packs a day. Noted throat specialists made 2,470 examinations of these smokers' throats, and they reported not one single case of throat irritation due to smoking camels. Yes, prove camel mildness yourself. Try camels. Test them in your T-zone. T for taste and T for throat. If at any time you're not convinced that camels are the mildest cigarette you ever smoked, return the package with the unused cigarettes to the makers of camels and you'll receive its full purchase price plus postage. Camel Cigarettes. Now present Act Two of 13 Rue Madeleine. Starring Humphrey Bogart, Leon Ames, John Deal, and William Lundigan with Francis Robinson.
forward. At OSS headquarters in London, Sharkey and Gibson wait tensely for a report as the B-24 speeds through the night toward Holland. Inside the plane, three people in jumpsuits sit quietly waiting, a woman and two men. They sit in absolute silence until finally... Yeah? Yeah? The way you've been sitting there, staring at me. What's the matter? Nothing. Sure there is. But looking at me like I was... Like I was in a test tube. Sorry. I guess I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little nervous, too. We're getting close. Check your static line. Miss? Check. 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 Right. We're the target now. Be ready. Keep your eyes on me. Jeff? Yeah? You know that 14 million you owe me? I'm, I'm wiping it off the foot. Run in. Action station. I go fast. What's 14 million, Lassie? Never, never had time to spend it anyway. Number one. Go. I'm next. Gotta jump. We're even, Jeff. You, you don't owe me a dime. We'll, we'll start from scratch. Number two. Go. Hey, what's the matter with that static lock? It ain't paying out. It ain't... Hey, you there. Hey, hey! sure that message will give you Shah's transmission? Sure. Our operator worked with her. Says he's positive he knows her touch. Read it again. Lassiter killed and jumped. O'Connell disappeared. Proceeding mission area as planned. Signed, Suzanne. That's a tough break. Yeah. Come in. This message just came in, Mr. Gibson, from the radio operator on the train. Thanks. Yes, sir. Now, what is it? What's up? Lassiter's static cord was deliberately cut. What? His chute never opened. He was murdered. Oh, what a rotten way to die. The question is, what did Jusel know? Could he have known about Lassiter's mission? No. But he probably picked up Lassiter's papers. He knows we gave him fishy credentials. More than that, he knows the Holland invasion is a phony. Yeah. So he wouldn't have killed Lassiter. I've done a great job, all right. I stepped into the pitch and swung my brain down. I'm conceding the victory? I don't concede anything until I throw dirt in my face. All right, now let's go on from there. We've got five days to get another man over there. Pick up Dubois and blast the target. Who do you got to send? There's only one man. Who? Me. No. We haven't got time to brief another man. We'll need those five days on the other end. I'm sorry, Bob. You know the date and place of the invasion. I did know, but I forgot. You know what it would mean if you were captured once you were discovered who you were? Sure, torture. But I'll have my oil tablets. One bite and I'll be gone. They'd never find out anything about the invasion. Bob, I wish I could let you go. Look, Gibson, I need the break. I've been working too hard. I need the change. You won't come back. You're a warrior. This time, I'll keep my eyes on the picture. Within 24 hours, Sharky is on his way to France. A parachute landing, a quick meeting with Suzanne has been advised to stand by. And the following morning, at pont de a little town about 40 miles from Le Havre, a prosperous-looking French businessman is registering at the local hotel. Can the form, monsieur? Uh, how long do you wish to stay? Long enough to accomplish my mission. How long will that be, monsieur? Two or three days. I'd, I'd like a room with... Excuse me, monsieur. Yeah? I must trouble you to see your papers. Uh, why? Who knows? Your security regulations. The orders came today from Le Havre. Your papers, please. 
What's your authority? Thanks, thank you, Gestapo. Oh. Well, all right, but this red tape is a nuisance. Just holds up business. Here, here are my papers. Gabriel Shevat. Insurance claims adjuster. Photograph. Description. Signature. Yes. It all seems in order. And then if you don't mind... Just a minute. Now, what else? Where was your grandfather buried? Which one? On your father's side. The family cemetery at Toulon. Anything else? No. I hope you like your room. I followed it through myself, Your Consul. I had headquarters at Toulon check the city files. There is no Shabbat buried in this St. Maurice cemetery. Yes, yes, Hans. Go on. It is a small thing, but not a natural mistake for a Frenchman. It's the small one that counts. What else? I followed him when he left the hotel. He went to the mayor's office. One of my men got a picture of him as he went up the steps. You got the picture with him? Right here, Consul. He had no idea that he... This is Sharky's picture. And himself must be important. Hans, Javon, back to Pondervik. I want to see the mayor. Oui, Monsieur Consul. The man was here to see me yesterday from the Department of Compulsory Labor at Vichy. He told you we sent him? Uh, monsieur, he had papers, a letter of commission. What did he want? More men from the village for the labor battalion. Did you give him any? I couldn't, monsieur. My people will no longer follow me. Look, this paper. You see what it says? Death to the German collaborator. Oh, monsieur, all day long I have found these in my car, in my office, everywhere I go. They, they do not understand. I have only done what I thought was right. I only hope to avoid reprisals. Where is this man who came to see you? He has disappeared. We on the ground. He will never be found, monsieur. I do my best, and the people do not understand. There's a company of guards stationed here. Yes, sir. At the hotel there, Crimson. Order them out. That was part of the plan, thought out to every last minute detail. The moment the hotel is left without a guard, a small group of men slip in quietly through the back. They go directly to a room on an upper floor and fling open the door. Come along, Dubois. You're going to England. A plane is waiting in a secret place. Dubois is put aboard. The plane takes off. Sharky remains behind. He has work still to do. He doesn't know that his picture has been given to every German agent in the coastal section. And two days later in Gibson's office in London. We just got a transmission from the Bouchard, sir. What? They... They've got Mr. Sharky. Huh? They've taken him to a heart. 13 Rue Madeleine. Sharky. Did he uh, get a break? No, sir. He was taken alive. Just three questions, Sharky. That's all. What was your mission? Where is the invasion coming? When? We'll make you tell. You know that, Sharky. You know a man can take only so much punishment. Remember? You taught me. Fair play. 
Years of decency. That's out, remember? You've done your job. Now I'll accomplish my mission. Where, Sharky? Where are they coming in? Central, I'm glad you remembered everything I taught you. You're a top man in your class, but not good enough. Here comes. I'm all right, Hans. Sharky, you just made a bad mistake. Take him downstairs. We'll make him talk. Gentlemen, you pilots have been chosen for your special qualifications. You've been asked to attempt a hazardous mission, to blast a target at zero feet. You'll be risking your lives. You've got a right to know why. Their target is Zab Bear headquarters in La Havre, 13 Rue Madeleine. They're holding an American agent there. If he talks, it may cost two million American lives. He won't talk, not as long as he can stand the punishment they're giving him. Only, no human body can stand it too long. I know Bob Sharkey would rather die than talk. Be sure that no one in that house escapes. <laughs> Begin John Beale and Leon Ames will return to the microphone in just a moment. How mild can a cigarette be? You can answer that question for yourself. Smoke camels and only camels for 30 days and prove how mild camels are. In a recent coast-to-coast test, hundreds of men and women smoke camels and only camels for 30 days, an average of one to two packs a day. Their throats were carefully examined each week by noted throat specialists. And the doctors reported not one single case of throat irritation due to smoking camels. Try camels. See how mild, yes, and how rich and full-flavored a cigarette can be. See how camels' choice tobaccos, properly aged and expertly blended, suit your T-zone. And remember, camels by the carton are the best buy. In the spirit of the day, a final word of thanks to our stars for a most enjoyable and exciting half hour. Well, Vern, we're on the thankful side ourselves to today. I mean, we're really all grateful for an opportunity to appear with the Screen Guild players. Bill Lendigan, would you second that? We all would, Boogie. This program supports the Motion Picture Relief Fund and its country house and hospital. And every actor in Hollywood considers it a privilege 
share a network. That's right, Bill. Bill. Oh, and while we're in the mood, I, I think a word of thanks is due for another grand job. For months now, the makers of Camel cigarettes have been sending free smokes to servicemen's hospitals all over the country. This week, among other hospitals, free camels are being sent to Veterans Hospital, Jackson, Mississippi, U.S. Army Station Hospital, Camp Campbell, Kentucky, and U.S. Naval Hospital, Long Beach, California. I'd like the total of more than 180 million cigarettes that the camel people have sent to servicemen and veterans. Happy smoking, fellows. Your cigarettes are on the way to you now. The Screen Guild players are directed by Bill Morris. The adaptations are by Harry Cronman. Remember, Thursday night is Screen Guild night. And next week, one of the finest pictures of the year. A great story and a magnificent cast. Night Song, starring Marl Oberon, Van Heflin, and Hoagie Carmichael. Be sure to listen. 13 Rue Madeleine was presented through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox, producers of When My Baby Smiles at Me. Humphrey Bogart will soon be seen in his own Santana production, Knock on Any Door. William Lundigan's next picture will be RKO's Follow Me Quietly. Leon Ames will next appear in the Metro-Golden-Mayer production, Little Women. John Beale can soon be seen in the Paramount picture, One Woman. For fun and hilarity, don't miss Camel Cigarette's other great show over these same stations. Tomorrow night, the Jimmy Durante Show with Alan Young. And remember, Thursday night is Screen Guild Night. The greatest stars and the greatest stories brought to you by Camel Cigarettes. This is Vern Smith speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.